TED Audio Collective. Welcome back to TED Health. I'm your host, Dr. Shoshana Ungerleiter. Picture this. It's a hospital in the early 1800s, and a patient lies fully awake on an operating table. The surgeon approaches with their knife. The race against time and pain is on. In the era before anesthesia, the patient's only hope for relief is the surgeon's speed. It's a far cry from the operating rooms of today. In this enthralling TED-Ed talk, medical historian Sally Frampton dives deep into the dramatic history of anesthesia, from its humble beginnings to its pivotal role in modern medicine, and discover how the ability to create an unconscious state changed the practice of surgery forever. And join us after the talk for a journey through the history of antibiotics and clean surgery, which changed medicine forever. This show is brought to you by Schwab. You're here because you like to keep a pulse on fitness trends. Well, now you can invest in what's trending in active lifestyle, healthy eating, wearable tech, and more with Schwab Investing Themes. It's an easy way to invest in ideas that you believe in. Schwab's research process uncovers emerging trends. Then their technology curates relevant stocks into themes. Choose from over 40 themes. Buy all the stocks in a theme as is or customize to better fit your investing goals. All in a few clicks. Schwab Investing Themes is not intended to be investment advice or a recommendation of any stock or investment strategy. Learn more at schwab.com slash thematic investing. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Are you driving your car or doing laundry right now? Podcasts go best when they're bundled with another activity. Like Progressive Home and Auto Policies, they're best when they're bundled too. Having these two policies together makes insurance easier and could help you save. Customers who save by switching their home and car insurance to Progressive save nearly $800 on average. Quote a home and car bundle today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Support for this podcast comes from The Wonderful Company. If that name doesn't sound familiar to you, you probably know the pistachios that come from this company. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Get snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. I love the various wonderful pistachio flavors. So in addition to the original flavor, I'm particularly fond of the salt and vinegar. And I keep little packets of them in my car so that I can eat and get some protein on the run. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Add a little curiosity into your routine with TED Talks Daily, the podcast that brings you a new TED Talk every weekday. In less than 15 minutes a day, you'll go beyond the headlines and learn about the big ideas shaping your future. Coming up, how AI will change the way we communicate, how to be a better leader, and more. Listen to TED Talks Daily wherever you get your podcasts. With medical students restraining the patient and onlookers eagerly awaiting, Scottish surgeon Robert Liston poised himself to begin. 
In quick succession, he cut his patient's flesh, sawed through their tibia and fibula, and within just a few minutes, the amputation was complete. It was the 1830s, and Liston was renowned for his surgical speed. This was important because before anesthesia was widely used, patients had to consciously endure every moment of surgery. The quest for anesthetics that could induce unconsciousness and enable more meticulous surgeries launched long before Liston. Around 200 CE, Chinese physician Hua To described mixing alcohol with a powder of various ingredients to anesthetize patients. And 13th century Arab surgeon Ibn al-Kaf described patients taking anesthetics, likely inhaling drugs like cannabis, opium, and mandrake from saturated sponges. By the end of the 1700s, many scientists were pondering chemistry's medical applications. This led to a profusion of anesthetic advancements involving three main players, nitrous oxide, ether, and chloroform. In 1799, English chemist Humphrey Davy began experimenting with nitrous oxide, or laughing gas, inhaling it himself and observing its effects on friends. Davy noted that its pain-relieving abilities might make it useful for surgical operations, but it would be decades before that happened. This was at least in part because some surgeons and patients were skeptical of the effectiveness and safety of anesthetic drugs. In 1804, Japanese surgeon Seishu Hanaoka successfully removed a breast tumor from a patient anesthetized with a mix of medicinal herbs. But the news stayed in Japan indefinitely. Eventually, ether started garnering medical attention. It was first formulated centuries before, then came to be used recreationally. During the so-called ether frolics of the early 1800s, an American physician noted that the fall he suffered while using ether was painless. In 1842, he etherized a patient and successfully removed a tumor from his neck. In the meantime, dentists finally began recognizing nitrous oxide's promise. But in 1845, when an American dentist attempted a public tooth extraction on someone anesthetized with nitrous oxide, he apparently encountered a setback when his patient screamed. It was probably just an insufficient dose, but it was a bad publicity moment for the drug. Meanwhile, dentists refined ether for tooth extractions. And in October 1846, an American dentist administered ether to a patient and a surgeon removed the man's neck tumor. Two months later, Liston himself performed an upper leg amputation on an etherized patient, who reportedly regained consciousness minutes after and asked when the procedure would begin. Further ether-enabled successes followed from India, Russia, and beyond. But ether had issues, including unpleasant side effects. Scottish obstetrician James Simpson heard about an alternative anesthetic called chloroform, and in 1847, he and two colleagues decided to try some themselves and promptly passed out. Soon after, Simpson administered chloroform to one of his patients during childbirth. It quickly gained popularity because it was fast-acting and thought to be side-effect-free, though we now know it's harmful and probably carcinogenic. Because anesthetics weren't yet fully understood, they sometimes had lethal consequences. And some doctors held sexist and racist beliefs that dictated the amount of anesthesia they'd provide, if any at all. American obstetrician Charles Meigs argued that the pain of childbirth was a form of divine suffering and was skeptical that doctors should interfere with it. 
Throughout the 1840s, American physician James Marion Sims conducted experimental gynecological surgeries without pain relief, primarily upon enslaved black women. By the late 19th century, those who could access anesthetics were undergoing increasingly complex operations, including some that were previously impossible. Chloroform came to be understood as a riskier, more toxic option and fell out of favor by the early 1900s. Alongside newer drugs, ether and nitrous oxide are still used today, but in modified formulations that are safer and produce fewer side effects while doctors closely monitor the patient's state. Thanks to these advances, speed is not always of the essence. And instead of acute agony, surgery can feel like just a dream. Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work. Impending deadline? Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So fast. Brainstorm got too big? Summarize with AI in a click. Writer's block. Release with Canva Magic Write. Magical. Stress less and save time at canva.com. Designed for work. This show is brought to you by Schwab. You're here because you like to keep a pulse on fitness trends. Well, now you can invest in what's trending in active lifestyle, healthy eating, wearable tech, and more with Schwab Investing Themes. It's an easy way to invest in ideas that you believe in. Schwab's research process uncovers emerging trends. Then their technology curates relevant stocks into themes. Choose from over 40 themes. Buy all the stocks in a theme as is or customize to better fit your investing goals. All in a few clicks. Schwab Investing Themes is not intended to be investment advice or a recommendation of any stock or investment strategy. Learn more at schwab.com slash thematic investing. Hey listeners, it's Dr. Shoshana again. We're back with some of my thoughts. Reflecting on the evolution of surgical techniques really highlights how much healthcare has changed since Robert Liston stood at the operating table. Sally's TED-Ed lesson walked us through incredible advances in anesthesia, but there are also fantastic true stories behind lots of medical breakthroughs that we may take for granted today. For example, antibiotics. Antibiotics started to be commonly used around the 1940s, starting with penicillin. But in the era before this, infections were common and often a death sentence. Simple wounds could turn deadly. And surgery was very risky. We simply had no effective weapons to fight bacteria. Physicians relied on a combination of herbal remedies, crude surgeries, and just hoping the body could handle it. Back in this time, the concept of using clean tools in surgery also wasn't understood. Surgical instruments were basic, and they reused them without cleaning, turning hospitals into hot spots for infections. Imagine a world where a hospital stay was more likely to worsen your condition than improve it. This was the reality of pre-antibiotic healthcare. Before the late 19th century, medical understanding was dominated by theories like the concept of balancing bodily humors from ancient Greek traditions. Common treatments based on these ideas, like bloodletting or using mercury, often did more harm than good. Then, the germ theory of disease came along, causing a revolutionary shift in the medical landscape. Pioneers like Louis Pasteur and Robert Koch 
introduced the concept that microorganisms invisible to the naked eye were the true culprits behind many diseases. These ideas weren't accepted without challenges, and Pasteur and Koch faced serious skepticism and pushback from the scientific community. But over time, as more evidence mounted and their ideas were proven correct, germ theory became widely accepted. The medical focus moved away from outdated notions of humors and placed emphasis on bacteria, viruses, and other microbes as the agents of infection. Scientists began to make strides in medicine and, you guessed it, antibiotics. The discovery of penicillin by Alexander Fleming in 1928 was a watershed moment. For the first time, humanity had a weapon against bacterial infections. This discovery was a beacon of hope, lighting a path toward a future where simple infections no longer spelled disaster. During this time, sterile procedures also slowly began to take shape. Inspired by Pasteur's work before him, Joseph Lister introduced antiseptics in surgery in the late 1800s. This drastically lowered rates of infections on the operating table. His methods eventually became standard practice, ushering the birth of modern surgery. Antibiotics and clean surgeries save lives every day. As a doctor today, I'm standing on the achievements of these medical milestones and so many others. But our medical story isn't finished. We're at a new crossroads now, facing antimicrobial resistance. Over time, microbes like bacteria and viruses are evolving and resisting our medicines. In the U.S. alone, there are over 2.8 million cases of this each year, with more than 35,000 deaths. This alarming scenario underscores the urgent need for solutions, like investment in research for new antimicrobial drugs, enhanced monitoring systems for resistant strains, and increased education campaigns about how and when to use antibiotics. To help fight against antibiotic resistance, everyone can do these three simple things. Use antibiotics wisely. Only take antibiotics when a doctor tells you to, and make sure you finish the whole course as prescribed. Don't use antibiotics from a previous illness for a new one. And don't take ones you got without a doctor's advice. Learn and share knowledge. Understand more about when antibiotics are needed, like for bacterial infections, not for viruses like the common cold. And good hygiene practices. Regular hand washing, handling food safely, and keeping your surroundings clean can reduce the spread of germs. This means there's less need for antibiotics, which helps prevent resistance. Global collaboration is key in this battle, as antibiotic resistance doesn't stop at borders. When I look back on our medical history, it's clear to me this isn't just a story of days gone by. It's a reminder of our responsibility to future generations. To anyone who's ever benefited from a course of antibiotics or a sterile surgical procedure, and that's basically all of us, remember the journey that brought us here. And consider your role in keeping global health on track for a healthier, stronger future. That's it for today's episode. Thanks so much for listening. This episode was produced by Costanza Gallardo, edited by Alejandra Salazar, and fact-checked by Vanessa Garcia Woodworth. Special thanks to Maria Lagias, Farah de Grunge, David Biello, 
Daniela Barareso, and Michelle Quint. I'm Dr. Shoshana Ungerleiter, and I'll talk to you again next week. You're growing a business, and you can't afford to slow down. If anything, you could probably use a few more hours in the day. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate, no coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.